Hey friends, this is Rochelle Weiss of Faith Fitness Joy and this is episode 19, How Your Mind is Keeping You Stuck. Have you been doing all the right things to lose weight and get in better health but find yourself stuck or not getting the results that you want? Or maybe you are so fed up with cycling through doing all the things and getting minimal to no results that you've just kind of thrown your hands up. If this sounds familiar, then join me in today's episode because I'm going to shed light on how your mind may be what's keeping you from breaking plateau or getting the results that you want. This is Faith Fitness Joy and I'm Rochelle Weiss. Does losing weight or getting fit and healthy seem hopeless? Do you struggle with how to get started? Maybe you're tired of being on the diet and fitness roller coaster or sometimes feel overwhelmed, depressed, and like you have somehow lost yourself in the busyness of motherhood, work, and life. Do you want to have more energy and feel more connected and happy? Do you seek a deeper connection to God? Faith, Fitness, Joy is all about achieving whole health. It is about health of the body, mind, and soul for Christian moms. If you are ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, feel better, healthier, and happier, while also strengthening and deepening your connection to God, This is the podcast for you. Okay, today we're talking about how your mind might be keeping you stuck uh, in terms of your weight loss. So if you're like me, you may find that you tend to make some great initial progress with weight loss and then hit a plateau. It may have happened to you so many times that you have just sort of thrown in the towel. Now, what I'm referring to here is when you're following a certain approach, be it a diet or a fitness program of some sort, and you are following it to the letter. Um, I'm not talking about, you know, maybe where you're, you know, there's maybe that's not what's happening. I'm talking about like you're you're doing some kind of program that you came across because you've seen it work for other people. You're sticking to it. You're following everything that they said. Um, you know, faithfully and doing all the guidance of the program that you're on, but you're just not getting the same results that you're seeing other people get yourself. Um, Or maybe you get a a little bit of progress and then you get stuck. So this has been the past six plus years of my life. So I certainly understand this. It is so beyond frustrating to put so much effort into something and not get the results that you're working so hard for. I've recently had a major breakthrough around this. Um, and this this came after over a year of like digging deep within myself. And I've learned that this is actually caused by the mind. And once you can get to the root of that, then you can clear it and you can start to get that forward movement towards your goal that you're looking for. So... If you've listened to my previous episodes or read my blog, you know very well by now that I have struggled with my weight my whole life. Uh, No matter what it is that I've tried, it has always seemed to be harder for me to get the results. um, And it seems to take longer to get the results if I get them. So I've talked in previous episodes about how I did a low carb diet for four years and it took four years for me to lose 35 pounds. Um, And then this has happened with other things I've done as well, where when I did finally make some progress, it came after a very long time in comparison to other people who had done the same thing and gotten results in a much short amount of time. And so um, I've 
but you know, if, if I've got nothing else, I've got tenacity and I'm uh, very determined when I put my mind to something and decide that I'm going to get to where I want to go no matter what. So despite all this, I have kept showing up for myself every day. I have never wavered in my workouts. I've consistently shown up for my workouts every day for the past six years. I've consistently been um, following good nutrition overall. I'm not always religious about tracking and weighing my food and all of that, but I'm always, you know, eating healthy. I make my own food. I um, really try to keep the processed foods to a minimum, if at all. So I really make a, an effort and I've been very consistent. But again, I just have not quite been able to get where I want to go. Uh, I have not quite hit that goal that I'm trying to reach. And sometimes I wonder like where I would be if I didn't have the tenacity and the determination that I have. Um, so like I said, you know, for most of my life, I've struggled with this and I just thought that it was like my metabolism or my body. I just kind of got to this point of like, this is just the way my body is. It's always going to be more difficult. And I started to kind of just get into this thinking of it's harder for me to lose weight that's what I would tell myself. So I wholeheartedly believed this until about a month ago, uh, but I wasn't going to let it stop me. And I started, um, so to back up a little bit, give you some context here. I started about six years ago with a goal of losing 65 pounds. I lost 25 of those pounds within the first six months, and I have been around the same weight ever since then. I have had drops and increases on my measurements over the course of this time. So I've had periods where I've been maybe smaller in terms of my waist or my hip measurements or something like that. But my weight has not changed much at all. Um, and then I've had other times where the weight, the measurements have fluctuated as well. Um, and so over this whole period of time, my weight has fluctuated by about the same five to 10 pounds. So I often say I've been losing and gaining the same five to 10 pounds for about, at this point, it's probably been about four years. So about two years ago, after I restarted macro tracking again, because I had done it uh, maybe one or two times before that. Um, so after restarting it, I dropped about seven pounds over the course of eight months, and then I got stuck again. So after maybe three progress checks, which if you're doing macro tracking, generally you're checking every two weeks to see where your weight's at, where your measurements are, and then determining if you need to adjust your macros, which you basically do if you haven't made any progress after like two progress checks. So this was after like three cycles of this with no change um, and having, you know, adjusted my macros and then checked again. And I just got so frustrated and then I just stopped tracking. Um, again, I continued with my weightlifting and my workouts and other things, but I just got really worn out with weighing and measuring everything and then just kind of not really getting past a certain point. So then I eventually gained back the same seven pounds. It took me almost a year to lose. And then um, about a year ago, I started another program, um, and this program also uses macro tracking as the primary approach for kind of the weight loss piece, um, but they also include some other things uh, that are a little bit different in this program. 
So one of those things is where they have you take a food sensitivity test and then you get the results back and it gives you this list of all the different foods. So it can be, you know, everything from oils and fats to meat to vegetables and fruits, um, carbohydrates and all that kind of stuff. So you get this list of the foods and it it categorizes them by green, orange, or red. So you can eat anything green. You should eat orange stuff minimally and then red foods you want to avoid completely. Now on the surface, this doesn't sound so bad, except um, I don't know how normal or not this is, but the list I got back, I had to avoid so many different things because one of those sensitivities for me was soy, which if you really look at labels and start paying attention to them, soy is in fricking everything, like everything in, and just a little tip for you. Um, if you do avoid soy for your own reasons, um, vegetable oil, like they love to put in everything that is not vegetable oil, it's soy. Um, so anyway, sorry, I digress, but um, that's what kind of was involved with this. So I started that I was doing all the stuff. Again, I was measuring my food, I was weighing everything, I was tracking everything. I was reading labels obsessively to avoid anything that was a uh, red on the food sensitivity list that I got and I was eliminating all of that. I did this for eight months. Like no, I did not go off of this at all. I did not, I, like I was freaking out if I inadvertently ate something that I found out later had one of the red items in it. Um, but you know, like I said, doing all the stuff. I also cut alcohol again um, and I drank, I was drinking only water, continued to work out regularly. Okay, again, this is eight month time frame. I lost two pounds, two pounds, and very little change in my measurement over all that time. So to say this was frustrating would be a gross understatement. And um, again, I got to a point where it was like, you know, what the heck am I doing all this for? You know, it's, it's, um, I don't mind, you know, like I've talked about in other episodes, being healthy is an important component of it. And I want to eat healthy for, you know, to fuel my body properly. But to sit here with all these lists, this stuff that was on this list and trying to avoid everything on top of already, you know, tracking everything and all of that, and then just not even having it have any kind of an impact. And it's not like it made me feel better. You know, it's, it wasn't like it had a, there was, in my experience, there wasn't really anything it was really helping me with. And it was just kind of making everything harder. So I just got to a point where I got really frustrated. So I took a few months off of tracking um, my food again. And I just shifted back to this uh, whole food approach, which I've talked about in other episodes as well. I kind of like to, if you've been following my stuff for a while, you know that I tend to kind of uh, recommend and follow one of these two approaches, uh, either macro tracking or this sort of whole food approach where um, it's more of a... I think the simplest way to put it is that you're avoiding processed foods and you're sticking to whole grains for your carbohydrates for the most part, lots of vegetables, lots of fruit. So I went back to that. Um, and again, continuing my workout, my exercise all along, continuing to drink primarily water. Um, but I was just so fed up with all the tracking and, you know, just uh, feeling like I was obsessing about all of this stuff. And then also I just, I, I felt like, I just hated what I could eat because um, I it got to be very limited um, because of all these this list of sensitive stuff 
that I wasn't supposed to be having and whatnot. So um, I just kind of got to where it was like it didn't feel worth it um, and it felt like more work and more stress and it it just really wasn't doing me any favors. So um, I kind of took a break from it. Then uh, over the course of this past, I guess, maybe six months um, or so, um, I've kind of been more focused on shifting back to macros, but I've been doing more of a combination of the whole the whole food with the macros. Um, so in tandem with that, backing up about a year, I've also been doing all of this inner healing work um, and more recently started doing energy healing work. Uh, and as I've been doing that, it it takes you back and I started looking back on sort of this lifelong struggle that I've had with my weight um, as I was also working through some of these past traumas and hurts that I've experienced that were unhealed, uh, that I was still carrying around on some sort of level within myself. And I've had many breakthroughs, uh, over the course of this time. And I've come to realize that a lot of my problem was actually in my mind. So yes, I was doing all these mindset practices, uh, that I talk about in a lot of my posts and my episodes that I've done before, like affirmations and meditations and gratitude. But there was something deeper down in the subconscious. And it was getting to the root of that, that I started to see this shift in the direction that I wanted to be heading. So let's get into what I, some of those realizations and how it's helped me to start making progress again. And I'm going to kind of walk through a little bit of the process uh, that I've used at the end um, or within this as well to kind of help you with what you can do if this resonates. Um, so how is it that the mind can keep you from losing weight or from accomplishing any other goal that you might have for yourself for that matter? Well, the short and sweet answer is it's trying to protect you. So in my case, my mind, my subconscious to be exact, has instructed my body to hold on to a certain amount of excess weight. It has given a directive to my body to stay where it is. And this is why no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to get past a certain point that I was stuck at. Um, so how did that happen and why did that happen? Well, the simplest way I can put it is that I had a lot of unhealed trauma and past hurts that had gotten stored in my subconscious and in my body. But before that happened, these were limiting beliefs or lies, because that's really what limiting beliefs are. They're, they're lies. And a lot of times, in fact, all the time, they're not even ours. They're usually, it's not like you're born with these limiting beliefs. You pick them up over the course of your life. So they were cycling through my mind over and over and over. Sometimes these limiting beliefs show up in behaviors like so that can be things that we avoid or the way that we do certain things to protect ourselves from certain negative emotions or avoiding certain situations. Um, but before limiting beliefs turn into limiting beliefs, they're actually thoughts or experiences that we had that were painful or in some other way elicited feelings that we don't like. And that could be things like fear, anger, sadness, humiliation, etc. Eventually, they make their way into the body and turn into a variety of health conditions, diseases, symptoms, or other issues. The mind is far more powerful than we realize or give it credit for. 
we have our conscious mind and we have our subconscious mind. You can think of the conscious mind or our consciousness as what we are aware of, right? Like it's what we're aware of during our waking part of our day. And then the subconscious is what we aren't aware of. So this can also, and this transcends, you know, being awake or when we're asleep. The subconscious is always doing something. Um, The subconscious mind is the most dominant part of our mind. The conscious mind is like something like less than 5% and um, of our mental energy and the subconscious is the rest. So when you think about that, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible and it, 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 can start to kind of give you um, insight into how some of this happens. So in our conscious mind is where we have our thoughts and ideas. It's also where our experiences through the five senses occur. Um, And then the subconscious is where we have our feelings, beliefs, and habits. The subconscious mind, again, this is like 95% of our mind, our mental energy, doesn't know the difference between a good thought or a bad thought. Um, It doesn't know the difference between the truth or a lie. It just receives the message. And it's going to take whatever those messages it's getting as directives. So if you spend all your time thinking that you can't lose weight and you'll always be stuck at a certain weight, your subconscious is going to make that reality. It's going to, because it's, it doesn't know the difference. It just knows that this is what I'm being told all day, every day. So this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, When we go along and we do all this stuff to lose weight and it doesn't happen, we're then reinforcing it because now it's like, oh, look, see, I can't lose weight. And this is because it's happening deep down, like somewhere inside, you still have that belief um, that's in the back of the mind telling the sub the subconscious, I can't lose weight. So even though you might be all, you know, fired up to start that new fitness program, and you you see this ad and these results, and you're like, this is going to be the one, you know, on the conscious, sure. But that thought is not going to repeat itself over and over and over throughout the course of the program. And then you've got this background, like, thing playing this background, I can't lose weight, you know, it's harder for me to lose weight, it's still there in the background. So as you're doing this, and then you start to get to where you're not getting those same results, it's like this reinforcing cycle, right? So what can you do about this? Well, I've learned that you have to have a multi component approach, a multi pronged approach, if you will. So the first thing you got to you have to work to change your thoughts, which means you have to become aware of the thoughts that are occupying your mind most of the time. And then you have to flip them around. So for example, I can't lose weight becomes I lose weight effortlessly and easily. Um, But the, you know, the affirmation aspect is it's going to help, but it's not going to be enough to get down to that deeper thing. So you got to, there has to be more going on. So the second thing, you have to get to the root of the negative thought or the limiting belief. Like, where did it start? More than likely, there will be multiple events where this belief came up and you need to go to the the first one you can recall. But you ultimately need to get to the, like, the very first one that happened. But in order to do that, you have to kind of work backwards. So... 
This involves writing down all your memories about weight, body image, etc., and going back as far as you can remember. So to illustrate this, I would start with the most recent time that I tried to lose weight. Like, so like, let's just go with this past year that I talked about earlier. Then I'd go back to the time before that and so on and so on. I'd also be listing the memories I have around when I started to want to lose weight or started to be unhappy with my body. Like when did I start to have, what memories can I recall and write down that involved me not liking my body? So I can think of times where, you know, I was standing in front of the mirror getting ready for work or something and I'd be crying because I didn't like the way I looked in my clothes. And then I'd go back from there and there was like a very similar memory of that, you know, maybe 10 years before and then 10 years before that and so on and so on. Um, so you want to go back and kind of trace where you can as far back to get to the beginning. Um, some of the other things, you know, that would this would involve is also things that you maybe somebody said or experiences that you had that kind of reinforced that limiting belief that made you feel bad that caused negative feelings. So that would be things like um, when my ex said things about my body at times, um, it would go back to when I was dating um, before I was married. And I remember a series of rejections I went through, um, or just, you know, people just ghosting you or disappearing on you. And I would always turn that into having something to do with my weight. It was because I was uh, because of my weight. Um, and then it would go back to when I was younger and things people said about my weight um, when somebody just made a nasty remark to me. I remember, you know, there'd be times like um, some guy would like ask me if he could give me a ride or something when I was walking to work and I would say, no, thank you. And then he would call me, you know, he'd say something about my weight. Um, that happened to me a few times. So things like that. And then going back to. Um, like high school, uh, junior high, elementary school, when I was bullied about my weight. And then going back even further to remembering like how I saw my dad struggle with his weight and remembering seeing my mom was always doing like exercises every day. Like she would do these aerobic videos um, and she was always like on some kind of diet. Um, and so I'm t I list all these things um to give you kind of an example, your list is going to be different, of course, right? But I'm trying to help you get an idea of the types of things that you want to be bring, like trying to remember and listing because all of them, even if they don't seem like something that might be translating into a limiting belief on the surface, like all of these things come into play. Um, you know, like it might not seem on the surface, like why would my mom, you know, exercising have anything to do with anything? Well, because you were like, you know, five years old and that you saw your mom doing that. So you've, you made it mean something in your brain, right? So that's why you want to kind of try to trace back and, and think of all the different things that you can think of. Um, the third thing is to then alchemize these beliefs. So you do this by looking at each one and asking yourself if it's true and then rewrite it into something that feels better. Cause a lot of times, again, these things are lies. Um, and so, you know, they're not ultimately true. Like, um, it's impossible for me to lose weight. Is that ultimately true? No, probably not. There's a way to do it. There's some way you can, you can do it, right? So that's what you want to do with each of those. Um, you also need to forgive all the events and the people who led to these beliefs um, for you or who 
created these negative feelings or these bad feelings that turned into these limiting beliefs. You need to forgive them and let it go. And also forgive yourself for adopting the limiting beliefs. Forgive yourself for um, making those events mean something about you. Forgive yourself for the way that you turned it kind of on yourself. After this, then you get rid of the list or the paper. Like if you, I would recommend writing it down on a piece of paper. I like to do like the limiting beliefs or memories on the left side, and then you can do the rewriting on the right side. Um, there's nothing, you know, it, it's, you're getting rid of it. It's more symbolically. It's like, and again, this gets into the subconscious. It's like you have let it go. You are releasing this. This is no longer mm-hmm. the paradigm that you're going to live by. This is no longer the beliefs that you're going to subscribe to. Um, and then you need to, moving forward, you're going to need to keep being aware of your of your thoughts and shutting it down when they come back up because they're going to try to pop up, pop up again and they're going to make their way back into your mind. And it's just keeping it, um, looking at it more objectively, simply reminding yourself, no, I don't believe that anymore and just replace it with, one of those thoughts that feels better. Um, Like my body is strong and healthy. I lose weight effortlessly and easily. And like, I I recognize now that that's not true. And that's not, um, I don't believe that anymore. Um, So just, and they'll take some time, but just keep at that. Um, So this process that I've laid out here will help with shifting the mindset and clearing some of the things that are holding you back on this sort of subconscious level because part of it is half the battle is like the awareness of it and then once you're aware of it you can now you can let it go so um but as i mentioned before there's another important step that really changed the game for me and that was when i added energy healing into the mix as i mentioned um all of this makes its way into your body at some point right because thoughts are become feelings and and feelings are tied with thoughts and we feel our feelings in our body right like if you really focus on how you're feeling in a given moment whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling you're there's a physiological thing happening as well like just fear is a great example because i think that's the most pronounced one of the more pronounced kind of physiological reactions we have you know you sweat you get shaky um your heart starts racing um so feelings absolutely create a physical uh response in the body um so you have to kind of keep that in mind and how it ends up being in your body because we don't like to feel certain feelings so we suppress them, right? Like we, we try to push them down. We try to avoid feeling them. And we do this in all kinds of different ways. Um, different feelings end up in different parts of our body. So in addition to doing the work with the mindset and some of the inner healing around the events that led to these beliefs, particularly those that stem from trauma or extremely emotionally painful experiences, you also need to move those feelings out of the body. Like you have to move that energy out of the body. Um, And so, uh, because again, feelings are energy. So this can be done with energetic healing. Uh, You can explore doing this yourself. There's uh, lots of great books out there that help with this, um, that kind of guide you through different things you can do to to do this for yourself. There's also lots of resources on the internet. 
Uh, you can also find energy healers that will help you with it. There's uh, a number of different methods and practice uh, pra types of practitioners out there. Some of you may be uh, familiar with um, some of them like Reiki, sound healing, uh, and then there's other types. It's also important to find someone that you feel comfortable with and, and a method that you feel comfortable with um, if you do go down that route. Um, so it's just something that, you know, to kind of take your time and see what, what resonates or what seems like something you would want to explore doing around energy healing. Um, I eventually sought the help of an energy healer myself. Um, it's not the, it's not like a Reiki or sound healing type of, um, practitioner is something a little bit different than that. But, um, again, it was somebody that I felt comfortable with. It was, um, I had done some different, um, programs with her um, that were more of a group type of thing for a certain topic or a certain focus. And so I wanted to work with her um, on a deeper level to work through some of this. And that's what made like all the difference for me. Um, so keep in mind, it, it can take time. You know, it's not like you just go do this one, one time and it's all fixed, right? I mean, obviously, it's taken a lifetime of stuff for this to build up in you and, and become sort of the, this sort of block, if you will. Um, so it's going to take some time to get rid of it as well. It just depends on your unique situation and where you're starting from. It took a couple of months for me um, to really have a substantial, like to have this breakthrough that led me to kind of realize like, oh my goodness, this is why I haven't been able to get break through this plateau. Um, but keeping in mind, I had also been doing all this other stuff that I laid out in the, in the previous parts of this episode for quite a while, um, several months, almost a year. So, um, a lot of what I had been, a lot of what had been holding what I was carrying in my body energetically, um, has finally been released, or at least enough of it has been cleared out that it's starting to create, um, this shift and change. And I'm starting to see my body changing. I'm starting to get results again after being stuck for some time. Um, in my situation on a subconscious level, it somewhere along the way, my brain had made it that it had adopted this belief that it was not safe for me to lose all of this weight. It wasn't safe to me for me to be at a certain weight. Um, yeah, because I think because part of it was because it, it wasn't safe for me to be seen and it wasn't safe for me to be uh, at a certain weight because of past relationships that led to deep, um, painful um, ends and heartbreak um, and betrayal. And so um, I've since realized through all this work that my body was not letting go, despite everything that I was doing, I was doing quote, all the right things, right. But my body wasn't letting it go because of a lot of this past stuff that I hadn't healed, number one, and I hadn't um, been able to move the energy of those pains uh, out of and the emotions that came with them out of my body. So it left me kind of stuck. So I've had to do a lot of internal work and energy healing to shift my mind and my subconscious um, to where it's 
like it's safe for me to move forward now. It's safe for me to lose weight. It's safe for me to keep going forward. Um, so it takes time, like I said, and it takes a lot of kind of digging deep, but I've since learned through all this process, uh, how it's affected my own, my own progress because, um, it's been, like I said, it's been most of my life that I've been having, uh, challenges with getting to where I want to go and, seeing that other people were getting the results, I finally got to a place where I realized like it, there has to be something else going on here. It can't just be the diet. It can't just be the exercise. Um, like there's something else going on here because I'm doing all the stuff I'm, I, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Like some, there, there must be a deeper reason. So that's how the mind can be keeping you from getting the result that you want. And yes, there can absolutely be other things causing this that could be, um, you know, hormonal. They could be some other thing going on, particularly if you don't have past traumas or hurts that may remain unhealed or maybe, you know, everything I've talked about here may not resonate with you. Maybe it doesn't apply to you. Um, And so... You know, obviously take what makes sense here because um, there can obviously be other other factors that come into play. But this is something that I have found um, has been going on and where my my mind has been um, or the subconscious mind has been kind of preventing me from making progress. So um, if you do have. Uh, some things that you think may be unhealed or you have limiting beliefs around weight loss, like what I've talked about here, like where you're maybe telling yourself some of the same things. Um, on some level, your subconscious is adopting that as truth and it's it's working all the time to make it true. So you might want to explore what I've talked about here and see if this process I've laid out can help you start to make progress forward. I mean, if you've tried everything else, right, and and why not give something else a shot that might actually help with uh, shaking loose some of what may be holding you back. So that's it for today's episode. Um, this is a rather complex topic, and I feel like I've only really been able to scratch the surface of it here because I could probably do a whole course on a lot of what I've learned uh, with different modules in it. But I do hope that this gives you a place to start and it gives you some insight as to how your mind might be at play in keeping you stuck on a plateau or keeping you from getting the results that you're working so hard to get. Um, I really hope that this has blessed you. Please share your thoughts with me in the comments. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear if you have questions. If you find this helpful and you want to continue the pursuit of faith, fitness, and joy with me, please like and subscribe. You can also find uh, Faith, Fitness, Joy on Facebook and Instagram. And also please reach out to me on social media or you can reach me at Rochelle at faithfitnessjoy.com if you'd like to work with me privately. Thanks so much for listening and I hope to see you in the comments and on the socials. Thank you so much for joining Faith, Fitness, Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on Instagram or Facebook. 
check out the blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.